Hey there, it is that time, and this is the Preacher Crow Podcast, where we discuss the vastness of ministry and how we as pastors and leaders end up in the fetal position. My name is Cameron Krieger, and I'm here with the Mason Powell. I'm excited to talk about this month's topic because this is a heavy conviction for myself, and I know it's one that Mason and I have talked about at length while we're working out at Plan of Fitness. So, uh, before we dive too deep into this month's episode, Mason, would you mind opening opening up in prayer? Yeah, yeah. I guess I have to since you said the Mason Powell. That's right. That kind of pressure on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk to Jesus. Uh, Father, thank you so much uh, for allowing us to to have this podcast for the the people who are listening to this. Um, we ask that in this podcast, the discussion though is just Cameron and I. Um, we ask that you might be working in this conversation not only for our own benefit but for those who are listening at home right now, that this might be a conversation that they would find very encouraging, inspiring, uplifting. Um, and for those who are struggling, that this might give them something to, to help turn the table for them or turn the, the page for them, Father. And we ask that, that you do that in the, the power of your Holy Spirit. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Yeah. What a good prayer. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, because even while we talk, you know, we've, we've kind of walked through where we want to go with the podcast. But even when we're talking in these moments and during the podcast, I f- still feel like I'm learning and mm-hmm. I'm still growing. And I'm like, oh, I said that. I'm the one that actually said that. But I still like it's something that I can still like chew on. Oh, yeah. It's so this is such an enjoyable project of like, hey, we'll work on each episode of like weeks in advance. You and me talk about discussion topics and things like that. And and then to, um, to actually, you know, the an hour before we record, we sit down, we break it down the whole segment. Um, which this is not one of the segments, but this is just a fun little, you know, ad lib going right. on right here, improv. But then to have the actual conversation, like I found that these conversations are very uplifting and we're hearing from a guest and stuff like that. Well, even in last last month's episode, we talked about how we're going to talk about spinning plates, but mm. we're the worst at it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is another one of those that we're For really sure. bad at it. Yeah. Uh, but to kind of give a little bit of an intro or tease into the topic that we're going to be talking about, um, Cameron, let's just let's just start off with some easy icebreaker. Like, tell me, what is your favorite vacation that you've ever gone on? Well, it's not even a specific one. I can get. I'm going to give you a specific one, but any vacation, I want it to be like this. Mm-hmm. We did a family trip uh, with my mom's side of the family. Oh, uh, two years. It was before COVID. Uh, we went to Gatlinburg, which we talked about how you know you grew up in there, and you're like. People come here to vacation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, it, we love we love Gatlinburg. We love the mountains and, and getting out there because it can, you, there, there's some seclusion that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And so we all uh, got together. Um, but my dream vacations, and again, this is, this is not limited to Gatlinburg, but this was a good example, is I want to go to a vacation wherever that may be. And not do a thing. Oh, that is good, especially when we have like such busy calendars to be like, right? Poof. I I remember. I think it may have been my 14th birthday. We went to Disney. We went to Orlando, Mm -hmm. and it was like, all right, 8 a.m. Wake up. 8 8, 8:10. Eat breakfast. You know, like it was. It was down to the T, and it was just more of a burden than it was a vacation. Yeah, those are the kind of vacations you enjoy. They're great experiences, but then like you always have to have like a vacation from the vacation yes, before you go back to work. Exactly. Like, just a day of nothing to do. And especially the Gatlinburg trip, I they were like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. I said, here's what I want to do and not do. I said, I don't want to do anything, but let's plan like food. Like let's plan to go do an event, one event together. 
some places like, oh, this would be a good place to go just window shop because mm-hmm. <laughs> we never shop really anyway. Just yeah. walk around and look at stuff. Um, but yeah, just something with no agenda. Yeah, where you can just focus on, hey, just being with the people you're with rather than doing something with them. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I because, that. I mean, for you and I, we don't live near home. Yeah. You know, so when we get together, don't plan it. I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. You know, so that is my dream vacation. That's that's a good one. My my favorite is kind of similar. So uh, my wife and I, we, we all our vacations always end up being the same. We go to the beach. And I hate the beach. I fry like a lobster. <laughs> I get bored. My wife, though, absolutely loves it. So because I love my wife, we go on a lot of uh, beach vacations whenever we can. Uh, but there was one vacation one year where my wife allowed me to pick where we were going. And she did it because we had spent the that year actually living in completely different states than one another. No, we weren't separated. We weren't having marriage troubles. Um, she was under contract through the state of Tennessee where she had to work for them. And I was in my last year of grad school, and my last year of grad school had me to be in uh, Indianapolis for a year. So for a year, we lived in two different states. Um, and so right when I graduated was also when she got freed up from her contract. Mm. I didn't have a position in a church yet. We were like, we're going to go on a vacation, just the two of us, to respark our our marriage after a year of being apart from one another. So um, she let me pick, and we went to Moab to hike the, the Great Arches or the... Um, I think it's the Great Arches. Is it the Great Arches or the Grand Arches? Yeah, I don't know. Wow. I'm, it's two words that are very similar. I know. I know the Arches is in there. Um, <laughs> the, the place with all the giant boulders are really cool to look yes. at. So we went and hiked that because I'm a big hiker. I love um, hiking. And so it was a wonderful trip. We had no agenda. We just, every morning we woke up at the hotel. We're like, just pull up all the, the map of all the trails and thought, hey, let's let's try this one. Let's Looks see what good. we can go explore and, and find. And one day, you know, it was a day where we didn't even go hike. It was just lounging around, um, relaxing. It was so, uh, so restful, so relaxing, so such a wonderful time of no agenda. Just let's just be with one another. Uh, I'm gonna have to think of that trip because I thought that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, it was great. I mean, the the sights and mm-hmm. oh, it was it was perfect. That we've talked about it since then. Of like, we need to go back and we need to explore the you know the Southwest and things like that a little bit more. Um, well, and Mason and I's friend Spencer just got back from Washington, and <laughs> the whole time he's gone, he's sending us little Marco Polo saying, "Guys, here's today's here's today's beauty." And yep. so he'll send us a Every video, day. and we're sitting here in our offices like, "Oh man!" I think we did a few times of like, "Hey, here's the uh, uh, the thunderstorm we're watching right now," or yeah, uh, our twelve days of rain, yeah, or here's the wonderful sight I'm seeing of a four walled office, you know, gray walls. <laughs> But yeah. it's, I mean, vacations are just so important. Why do you think we, we want to go on vacation so bad or we want time off so bad? You know, there's, you kind of use the, the word that I'd be thinking about rekindling. And it's not always a, 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 a relational, like sexual mm-hmm. uh, rekindling, but just a catching up, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of times where, you know, we will talk about something, whether we're playing disc golf or we're at the gym. And it'll be something like, oh, man, Jen would really love this. And then I'd never tell Jen about it, you know, and and the rekindling that I can see in a vacation is like, OK, you get an emotional and an emotional break from the in and outs of, of work. The the thinking about, OK, what do I got to get done before mm-hmm. Sunday? And I can get there and we can we can just talk about each other. We can talk about, uh, you know, hitting that birdie put on on nine 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about that that fun stuff rather than uh, always, okay, hey, here's what's happening Sunday. Can you sing this song? Hey, can you help lead the children's church? Hey, can you do this? You know, it's it, there's it's it's a mind uh, a mindset shift oh, from yeah. a job to relaxation. Yeah, and for me, that's it's 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 a, it's a light switch kind of thing. And we certainly need that so much just to have like an emotional break. Um, any leader, not just pastors, but any leader needs that because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're oftentimes you're overworked, you're understaffed, you're stretched thin, you know, you're, you're trying, you have this pressure on you that it feels like you're keeping everything together, um, which it's probably an episode that we need to have in itself mm-hmm. of just talking about the insecurities of leadership. But, but that's one of those of like you oftentimes as a leader put so much pressure upon yourself that that you just you need a, a break or something before you break yourself in the process. Go back to spinning plates, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go on vacations, but I would always take my laptop. Oh yeah, I'm you really know what bad I'm saying? That. I'm horrible at it. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Yeah, when I first started working at the Bluff Church, the first few vacations we went, which um, you know was more of let's just travel back home and visit family and stuff like right. that. Right. It would be, you know, late at night after everyone had gone to bed and I would pull up my laptop and I would crunch in, you know, a few hours of work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it, and it was this big red flag. And and, and I'm really bad about this of uh, of overworking myself, um, you know, in our jobs, we, we work six days a week um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's more of seven days a week. And and we've we've got all these things, not just place for spending of responsibilities, but but just in our own self of there's so much we want to accomplish, so much we want to do, it's very difficult to to put the brakes on, to, to stop. Um, and maybe, yeah, there's some heart problems there. There's some you know insecurities. But it's one of those you can look at it like it's no wonder that a lot of pastors end up having strokes or heart attacks later on in the future because, because we don't know how to slow down or mm-hmm. stop. It's like this problem that we have. And, and I'm a culprit of it. We're, we're talking about this and... When I was leaving the house uh, this morning to come over here, you know, I told my wife, yeah, we're recording an episode about rest. And she just started laughing again of, you're really bad about that, especially this week. And that's because last week, um, you know, my wife gave birth to our first child, uh, mm-hmm. a little baby girl named Harper. She's absolutely wonderful. Yes. Uh, she doesn't sleep, though, so we don't <laughs> sleep. So it's kind of funny that here Welcome we are. To the club. Yeah, we're here having this conversation. <laughs> Of, you know, hey, you know, overworking ourselves, being tired, exhausted. Mm-hmm. And um, here I am, you know, I, I well, think I got see, an hour it, and a half of sleep last night. So. And now it's another level. Mm-hmm. Like before you had your marriage relationship, you had your job relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Now you got the dad relationship. I mean, you got your dad Alorian. I know. On. This is the way. <laughs> you know, uh, it's another thing that's just going to, it's going it, it has to be a part of your routine, your weekly uh, grind is... Mm-hmm investing time in your daughter yeah you know and so it's another whole thing and so that's why this god is good because all of these episodes have just come in such a timely Mm -hmm. it's not like we're like all right we're gonna schedule all of this based around you having a baby all of this was planned i think even before i knew you all were pregnant yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you sat down several months ago um and sat down mapped out the year mm mm-hmm and so, and it's just one of those things where God just works it out and it, it it's in a timely manner because it is another it's another whole thing. My wife and I still have conversations like, "Hey, you need to have individual dates with your kids." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "You're right." 
you know, my daughter for her birthday every every year, we go to Applebee's, me and her. Mm-hmm. You know that she's like, are we gonna go to Applebee's? And it was because one time I told her, oh, I, I, I used to work at Applebee's. She's like, I want to go to Applebee's, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And so, um, it's it vacation's so important. Yeah. And, and and beyond vacation, you know, just just the during a week getting that time, because you know it's getting that time off is so important. Uh, whether it's you know we we kind of talked about it, whether or not it's uh, a, a week long vacation, two week vacation, or uh, just getting your day off for the week or two days off your weekends or taking an afternoon off. Like there's, there's importance to all of that. And we'll get into that a little bit deeper, but I think the whole culprit behind all of this and what we really come to understand fully every single week is that we are just burnout or tired or, uh, you, you gave the phrase overworked and understaffed. Mm. Like, uh, <laughs> The truth is, like, there's a lot of churches and a lot of nonprofits and a lot of businesses that are running off off fumes because they have understaffed facilities. And, and it's a big issue. And I think our culture is a, a proponent of this problem because we live in a society that's all about uh, accomplishments and what mm-hmm. can you achieve next. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has such a strong work ethic um, mindset of, you know, like, hey, if you go out and you work hard, you're going to accomplish something, and you're not going to accomplish something unless you work hard. And so we, we naturally bring that into to ministry. Yep. And maybe it's because we're trying to prove to others that we are hard workers or things like that. But the, the, the problem is I, I think we have a misinterpretation of what does it mean to be called in to be leaders of ministry because we get this idea when we're young and we get called into ministry of, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to accomplish all these things. I'm going to reach these milestones and have this big dream of all that you want to do for the Lord. But there's this transition that comes that we, we need to really wrestle with is that before you go and do anything for God, you need to understand who God is and just be with him. Mm-hmm. The focus on that's what God first calls you to, not to a task but to a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that carries over for every single Christian, every single leader, is that we're first called to be something before we're called to do something. And, and that be something means that, that we have to, to know who he is. And, and that's foundational for everything. Like That's foundational for preparing for the next future crisis or future tests and challenges coming up ahead. But that's also how we recoup from these things when we experience them. So not to turn this conversation towards the pandemic but that's something that i think the pandemic really showed is who were those who were uh building themselves up filling their cup so to speak in preparation for the unknown event and a thing that really needs to be talked about now is okay now that we're on the tail end of this how do we recoup from this how do we take care of ourselves make sure that well, that we're doing a good job and stuff like that or that we're we're going to be able to last in the long run because that's the sad thing we see with the one reason why so many pastors and ministers burn out or end up leaving their church to go to uh, quote unquote greener pastures somewhere else is, is the lack of taking care of oneself, I think. Um, so what would you but, say would be like, I guess the solution to this, this problem? Well, before that, I want I want to talk about this idea. Like the big question that, even I, I wrestle with myself is why do I neglect that? Ooh, yeah. You know, why am I not like, I, I know rest is important. I know mm. taking those times are important, but for me, if, if I got to get, if it's got to get done, it's got to like, in my mind, it's got to get done. But at 
why do I neglect all of that? Mm. Why do I neglect my spiritual health and jeopardize everything that, that I have to do, to do something? That's where it comes back to the yeah. whole doing and, and being thing. Because even in, even in a, a marriage relationship or in a friendship or whatever, you know, be who Christ wants you to be. And the things that you need to do will be laid out in front of you. Mm. Right? Like, I'm going to be the best husband that, I, that, God has, that God wants me to be. Right? And so that when, my, when I go home, I don't have to read a book called The Five Love Languages to know my wife wants words of affirmation. Mm. Like, God's going to say, God's going God's to be like moving me to, to verbalize my, my love for my wife. Yeah. Or doing the dishes which is, ugh. or <laughs> folding the laundry. You know, we've had Mount Herman on our, we call Mount Herman our pile of clothes. Yeah. You know, he's been on, he's been in, in, in the bed for a weeks, And so the other night we, we folded it, you know, and, and it was something that she was like th- super thankful for. But like, if we focus on our vertical relationship first, if we focus on our spiritual health, like all of this will be resolved, mm. right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, that can be the solution, but, you know, I think the solution is laid out for us in numerous different ways, whether it's scriptural or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for to answer that question, going back to answer the question, you know, the solution to being overworked, the solution to burnout, the solution to uh, being tired and just run ragged, you know, is rest. Yeah. It's a short word, four letters, rest, um, that in today's society is not part of a lot of people's vocabulary. Yeah, well, we don't. I mean, I was just talking with a, a buddy of mine yesterday, and he was talking about how his job is making changes to um, add more shifts to <laughs> um, things like that. Um, of course. You know, to, to overwork right. them. You know, he, he works as a factory job, and, um, and he was talking about the, just the frustrations of that. And that's the society we live in where it's all about the more you do, the more productive you'll be and stuff like that. But, but that's not the, the rhythm of life that we see that, that God really ordained for us to have. I mean, right. you just look at the creation narrative and you go through each day of creation. It ends with the same phrase, you know, and then there was day and night and God saw that it was good and all. Um, but then you get to the seventh day and it's a completely different explanation where it says God rested and it never says, and then there was day and night. It just says God rested. And it's this idea of here's the state that God wants things to be. And understand that rest is not just, hey, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to catch a power nap or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's it's more about a state of being. Uh, right. Of, um, here's God saying, I want to be with my creation and enjoy my creation with my creation. Um, and we, we see that all throughout scripture. You know, we see it when God rescues the Israelites uh, from Egypt and he gives them the Ten Commandments. He tells them, hey, I've saved you to be my people. Here's how you're going to live as my people. One of the things he told them is, you're going to have a day of rest. You're going to have a Sabbath where your whole focus is not on what's the next milestone or objective that you can accomplish or goal you can reach, but a time where you're intentional about just being with God, of, of recognizing part of your vocation purpose as a human being is, is to to build yourself to lean into this relationship with god that's going to affect everything else mm-hmm. we see it in jesus his own routine where he stopped and 
took naps um, and, and took time to get away from his disciples and everyone else to, to just be on a mountain with God. Um, we see it in the Psalms, phrases like, be still and know that I am God. You know, we see in Hebrews, um, you know, in Hebrews 3 and 4, I believe, where the author is talking about this idea of being in God's presence, of being in God's rest. Like, this is a very big deal to God that that we take time to, to slow down, right? To, that we take time to recharge, to refuel, to uh, really focus not on what we're doing for God, but just being with God, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talking about Jesus taking naps or separating himself and going into solitude, like even one of the scriptures says, as he was in the habit of already doing like something, oh, yeah. you know, like there, it's that, that phrase is said a couple of times, but one of them was referring to Jesus. And it was like, if he saw that as important, why do I deem it as a eh, yeah. an afterthought? I deem it as a meh, when it happens, you mm-hmm. know, when I can, when I can do it or when I schedule it with my board to take a vacation, like, oops, you know, like, yeah. uh, we, I've been, I've been on a Psalm 23 kick and you know, it says he makes us lie down in green pastures. I don't know about you, you know, but when that comes up, I instantly think like little house on the prairie and they're <laughs> you know, but, but it puts me in, it puts me in a place Yeah, lying down in green pastures, like just the peace of the wind blowing and the grass just waving, you know, be still and know that I am God. It doesn't say fall asleep. You know, it says be still, just, just be quiet. And that's so difficult to do. I mean, uh, we don't want to be still. We don't want to be quiet. We don't want to uh, really build into this relationship. And maybe it's because it's so difficult to see measurable results. Right. Of, hey, I, I spent, you know, I spent a day or, you know, even half a day or whatever of I'm not doing any work. I'm just going to uh, go to the park. I'm going to go on a walk. You know, th- these things are, are healthy but we don't always see like measurable results in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the effects of them are profound, you know, um, even if you, if you don't even credit the scriptural aspects for this, you just look at other resources. You can see psychologically uh, research of uh, the emotional state of um, healthiness that this creates when we take time off, when we take time to, to really take care of ourselves, how mm-hmm. this affects our productivity of we are oftentimes more productive when we're healthy, not when we're more active. Well, look look at a workout regime, mm-hmm. okay? It's not you. A lot of guys will say, "Hey, don't work out every single day." You know what do they say? Give you a day of rest. Yeah. Allow your muscles to recoup. Mm-hmm. You know, even between sets, when we're doing, when we're doing the preacher curl, or we're doing binge, or we're doing something like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to do my my eight reps, and then what is it? I'm gonna rest for a minute. Yeah. You know, in between minute, usually more of like, hey, we'll rest for like six minutes or so of just. It depends on what (laughs) whatever set number we're on. If we're on the third set, it's like, all right, I need a little bit longer to rest. You know, (laughs) but there's there's always a time of rest. You Mm -hmm. do a lot of heavy lifting, you do a lot of work, you put in a lot of time, and then there's a time of rest. And it it it, you know, talking about the psychological, you know, if you can go on there and say, hey, what are what are the top things healthy ways to be psychologically healthy. I mean, it'll say walking, go for a walk, Mm -hmm. get outside, breathe in the, breathe in oxygen, you know, uh, but rest is one of them. Make sure you're getting your sleep. You know, some people need eight hours. 
Some people thrive off of five. I'm, I'm one of those that as I get older, I'm realizing less and less time, uh, this less and less sleep is good for me. I don't need all that time. You know, my wife's the opposite. You know, she's like, I need all the time I can get. But mainly it's because mm-hmm. the kids are usually kicking her and she can't sleep because, of, you know, all of that stuff. But but rest is so important. Separating yourself, not thinking, just sometimes I fell asleep in the hammock the other night or the other day. I was just like, man, I'm going to lay here. It was so comfortable. And I've never fallen asleep in the hammock before. But just being still yeah. and, and resting after a long week, there was nothing I could do. My body needed it. You know, and that, the, there, again, spiritual side, there is also a physical, emotional, mm. psychological side to it as well. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even realize how much we need rest until like we go on a vacation or mm-hmm. there's a lot of times mm-hmm. where I don't even realize I am exhausted until I go to Tennessee and visit family and it just like hits me like like I just got punched in the gut and I remember having a conversation with my dad I'm like I didn't realize I was exhausted mm-hmm. until we got here you know um, and different things like that and um, you know th- this really does um, you know like affect uh, you spiritually in a lot of ways, or it shows that you have a lot of faith and trust in God. When when you, uh, for instance, um, I'm usually pretty adamant of, I'm going to leave the office for 35 o'clock every day. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, I did not accomplish what I wanted to accomplish today. I did not meet the goals I had set for myself. I've, I'm leaving with work undone. And it's, you know, it's one of those, I'm like, oh, I could, I could continue working on this. I can maybe work an extra hour, go home a little bit later, or um, or maybe I'll work in the evening and stuff like that. That's oftentimes a temptation, but I have to deliberately tell myself, nope, I'm leaving right now. I'm going to spend the rest of the evening resting. And, and for me, that's me saying to God, God, I trust you that even if I don't finish this work, you're still at work. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of the evening just with my family, um, maybe with some friends and stuff like that, not worrying about this work that can be picked up later on. I'm going to trust that that you're going to bring about a completion of this work. Um, now, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm lazy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That just means I'm showing that um, I'm putting a, a greater priority on on my family. I'm putting a greater priority on something that's more than just the next productivity or next goal that I'm reaching. And I think that shows a lot of trust in God when we're able to to build into our routine a heart of wanting to just stop and, and be with God rather than do things for God. Uh, now, I'm not always the best. I'm, I'm usually good at like 4.30 or 5 o'clock. That, I'm adamant about that. But you get on to me all the time of I don't I don't tend to take days off. Um, you know, there's all the times where, you know, uh, you're always telling me, Mason, you need to take a day off. Or we'll be working out and, you know, you're like, okay, are you going to take the rest of the day off? You know, and I always... Most of the time, I end up grumbling and say, no, I'm, I'm going back to work and things like that. So please hear us as we're talking, uh, for, uh, especially on the account of Mason. I am not a master at this, mm-hmm. uh, but I have a heart where I want to be better at this. I want to, I want to be a kind of person who uh, my, my church can look at me and know Mason's not just a guy who does all these things, but he is something for us. And I think that's really where rest comes in is, we have such a focus on being something for someone rather than doing something for someone. If that makes any sense. And I think that the church desires for you to be spiritually healthy. They desire mm. for you to be rested. They don't want, I mean, the table scraps, you know, 
Yeah. They want they want you to be at your at, at your peak and at our peak. And same with our family. You know, you were talking about the 435. Like I get my issue is I'll look at something and I'll say, "Okay, I got about 30 more minutes of work here." And I'll be like, "Cool." And I'll t- Jen will be like, "What's your ETA?" Like I get that ETA text like every day. Mm-hmm. I got like 30 minutes. She's like, "All right, cool." So but it's gotten to a place where she's like, I say 30, she knows it's an hour and a half, you know? And it, I just, it's me overestimating or underestimating the amount of time it's going to take. And so I'll be like, all right, 30 minutes, cool. I'm going to finish this thing. Do, 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 do. And an hour and a half passed by. Yeah. She's like, what's your ETA? I'm like, uh, I'm leaving now because I said, you know, an hour and a half ago, you know? And so. And I did the same thing. I'm not perfect at this. No. So. F- yeah. And it, it's, we have those it's more of it. just, it's more of just, I need to have those boundaries. And and for me, that's one of those things like lay it out black and white. I'm going to be home at this time. Mm. Stick to it. You know, yeah. Uh, there will be, there will be instances where I have to have something done because I probably procrastinated. Um, and then in those cases, it'll be different, but you know, you, to get to a place where your wife's like, okay, he really means an hour. It's like, dang. Yeah. Man. And I think this is this is important for any leadership, not just for pastors. So if you're listening to this and you're you're not a pastor, that's perfectly all right. Because as leaders, you know, we get so focused oftentimes on the doing because that's oftentimes what we were hired to do. We were hired to do a job. But the unspoken thing is we were also hired to be something for the people we lead. And if you look in scripture, you know, we see that there's this greater emphasis on being something rather than doing something. So you I can think of an example in one of the letters of uh, Peter. Um, you know, Peter talks about how to be effective. I think it's Second Peter chapter 1. Where he's like, here's how you be effective. And you think he's about to say, okay, you need to do A, B, and C. You know, you need to accomplish these tasks. But his list is be someone of brotherly kindness. Be someone of love. Be someone of good virtue. Be someone who's long-suffering, who's patient, you know, who's honest. And it's like, it's all about being something. And we can't be something if we can't be with the one who made us into something. If we're so focused oftentimes on doing something for God or doing the next task or, or doing the next thing, whatever it is, and we neglect the the greater importance of being something for our people, then they're going to suffer. I could, right. we, you and I could accomplish a mountain worth of work for our people, but in reality... What they're going to remember is not what we did for them, but who we were for right. them and who we were to them. And and that's the greater responsibility as leaders, whether you're a pastor or a leader at your job, um, whether you're an employer or a supervisor or whatever, that's really what your team needs more of you. Like, yes, they need you to do something, but they also need you to, to be something for them. But I guess the, the big question follow that up is how, Ooh, you yeah. know, um, I mean, you said it right there, you know, set a deadline, Mm. stick to your guns. It's called discipline. Oh yeah. You know, when it came, came, (laughs) we we were literally just talking about this, you know, the discipline of working out. Like we got to a point where we were three times a week, Saturday mornings was disc golf, or we would even, even Mondays were workout, hit, hit eight or hit nine holes, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so, how what what steps do you do we take to begin implementing how how do we begin to say okay i want to better myself spiritually i want to become more spiritually healthy you know some 
there, there's two different ways that we can look at this. And I almost brought one of them up earlier, but I was like, I know that we're going to talk about this later in, in this specific segment because there's this idea of self implementation, like things that I need to do. Mm. But then there's also something that I need to do for you, you know, but, but going to self implementation for me, I almost need like a, an alarm, mm. you know, we're getting together for the podcast. Okay. It's on my calendar. The alarm goes off one hour before. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, you know, how some practical items, vacations one. If you're given vacation days, don't let them go to waste. Yeah. You know, take those times. Those are, those are such precious times. And the times that I remember are on vacation or doing something that's not busy work. And, and it's not, the grind, the daily grind, um, but taking those vacation days because you never really, like you said, you never really realize where you're at spiritually or uh, physically until you take a vacation. You're like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. When life starts to slow down for you right there as you're driving or flying to a location or literally just staying at home for a staycation, you know, pandemic was mostly just staycation. Yeah. Um, which I think there's a lot, there's a huge value to staycations. Um, the, just, just that mindset and you realize, wow, I am crazy busy. I was, I feel like it was my dad. He had texted me the other day and he's like, so how, how things been? Cause I'm not the, I'm bad like that. I went to college. I text my parents like four times, like once a year, you yeah. know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like I was not, I'm not, I'm not a huge, like, you didn't reply. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Who dis? New phone. Uh, you know, no. It was just the mindset of I know my parents love me, and I'm doing my thing. They're doing their thing. We'll talk and catch up when, yeah. when we when we do that. And so we were having this moment. I think it was my dad was having this moment with somebody, and I just began. He's like, "How are things going?" I was like, "Well, here's the things that are going on," and I began listing stuff, and I realized I was like. I didn't realize I could fit all that out in one week. You know, I didn't yeah. realize I could fit all of this in two weeks. And of course we've had crazy stuff. We were talking about that earlier, crazy stuff literally happening here at the church that we've had to take care of on top of, you know, all of that. Same yeah. with you, your plan. You, you knew a baby was coming, but it still doesn't prepare you well enough. You know, you have people that have to fill in at the pulpit for the two, three weeks that you're taking off to spend with your newborn mm-hmm. and your wife, you know? And so, and then other things come up, you know? And, and so, Man, there's just sometimes I don't realize how crazy it gets. But a vacation can really help that. And imagine taking a vacation more than once a year. Mm. You know? So then it goes to the ne- it goes to the next thing where it's like, okay, if a vacation, you know, vacations are a great start. But what about a staycation? What about uh just taking an extended weekend? Yeah. Well, I think we can even go for, uh even more so of like are you taking a day off? You know, are for you sure. being you know, or if you have to work on your day off and stuff like that, are you being flexible of, of another time? You know, how, how are you building a, a rhythm or routine into your life where you're focused on uh, on being rather than mm-hmm. doing? Well, when I was in when I was in uh, Louisiana at the church, and and don't get me wrong, I loved working at this church. I loved the people of that church, and it was it was such a, a blessing to be there. Uh, but I worked every day of the week, even if you know on Saturdays or whatever, like 
usually Saturday was my day off, so I would get like one day off, but I was usually in the office for some portion of the day. Mm-hmm. One hour, three hour, you know, something like that. Um, it was it was just a nonstop, nonstop grind. And coming up here, and you you mentioned the word flex time. Um, you know, if I'm do, like this summer, I've got two camps. I'm doing two camps, so I'll be gone for two weeks straight uh, with our with our youth at a church camp. Like when I first moved here, and I went and I, I le- counseled some of the camps. I had a woman in our church, and this was on numerous occasions, come up to me and said, "Hey, I know you were at camp, or I know you were at convention, or I know you were at this retreat this weekend." Are, uh, have you factored have you factored that into this week? What day, what extra days are you taking off to mm. to re- recover from that? That's a wonderful lady. It is, and I my my jaw kind of hit the draw, hit the floor the first time she ever said that, and I was like, I never had that in Louisiana. Hey, what day did you take off this week? Yeah. Which then, in turn, is why I keep asking you sometimes. Or if I'll ask, I'll, 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 it used to be some other pastors in town, I won't throw their names out, but, you know, I did the same thing for them. Like, what, what day have you taken off? Which is good, and it's not, it's one of those, I enjoy my work, and I know you for do sure. as well. And in some cases, that could be part of the trap. We enjoy what we do. We want to do some more of it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then having the intentionality of, I'm going to put the brakes on right now, and, and fill myself back up. It's like, uh, if you drive a car, I love driving a car. If you drive it nonstop, eventually it's going to run out of gas. You're mm-hmm. going to have to physically stop it and fill it back up. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Is like, do you have a, a rhythm into your life where, you know, you're, you're filling yourself back up? So, you know, are you taking time off? Are you taking vacation? Or do you have days off in your schedule where you're intentionally not doing any, any work? Are you um, building a relationships in your life where people would would call you out if they see that you know, you're not taking care of yourself? Or, or the super important one, just a super simple one as well. Of, are you building a routine into your daily life of just being with the one who made you or the, mm-hmm. the God of the universe? Are you spending time and, you know, to, to pray to him, to talk to him, to, to read some of his word. I read, um, and don't, don't quote me on this cause I think I'm going to misquote this, but I read somewhere that Martin Luther had like this habit or this quote that he would say, um, whenever he knew it was going to be a rough day, you know, he's like, okay, that just means I need to wake up an hour even earlier and, you know, for an extra hour of time with God to prepare for my busy schedule. Mm. And I think uh, that whether he said it or not or whether I'm misquoting it or not, I think that mentality is is good to carry on. It's not wrong to have a busy day full of busy schedules, but that doesn't mean that in that busy schedule you can't find these tiny little oasis of rest, of getting a breath of fresh air, um, whether it's, hey, I'm going to take my lunch outside, you mm-hmm. know, or I'm going to stop and for 15 minutes, I'm just going to set aside my work and I'm just going to pray or I'm just going to listen to worship music or I'm just, I'm going to read my Bible or, um, or for the next, you know, 20 minutes, I'm going to call up a friend uh, who I can chat with, even if it's about nothing important, just to, maybe that's an area of rest of having, here's a relationship that that fills you up rather than, you know, drains you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, that's really what we're getting at is how are you filling yourself up uh, to be the leader and the person that, that all your other relationships in life really need you to be, you know, what are you doing intentionally to take care of yourself? And I think it's important to, to not only have that focus, but like you were saying with that lady, look for those people who are going to call you out on that, who are going to have that same desire for you. 
or uh, probably the better option, be that person for someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that, that we, we've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, this idea of being. And this may be a famous quote. I don't know. But I heard it from somebody one time, and I've taken it, and I've run, run with it my entire life, is we're called human beings, not human doings. I don't know if I've ever heard that. So we're just going to say, you know, you heard it at first, heard it from I heard Cameron it from Krieger. No, you yeah. know, this is a Cameron Krieger original. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, not I'm claiming joking. that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good quote. But it is, you know, because... It's like how you we said, I don't want, I don't want myself or you or my family or this church to be known for what they do, but for who they are. Mm-hmm. Like I want people to be like, oh, I remember when he paid for my lunch that one time. I'd rather it be, you know, he loved me unconditionally, or, you know, I remember him just sitting there with me as I was crying, or you know. Like, that's the more valuable thing than the things that we do for each other. Like, I do things out of love. Like, I'd rather be known for love than being an extra set of hands. It's another way of thinking about it is, like, on your tombstone, you're not going to have your resume plastered Mm -hmm. on your tombstone. You know, what I hope my tombstone says is, you know, loving father, husband, and friend. Mm -hmm. And that's the being aspect. For sure. Am I being these things? Am I building into my life a, a plan to be these things, not, hey, can I have my resume slapped onto my uh, my tombstone? You know, but it's, I think it all goes back even to Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, one of the, um, Adam's punishment for sin was God was saying, you're going to work this ground, you're going to sweat and bleed, and, and it's you're going to try to take all this effort to bring a little bit of life, but then it's going to die, and you're going to die, and all your efforts are going to be up to nothing. And it's kind of God saying, like, this is the state of the world we're in where we're all production focused, but eventually we're going to die. Someone else is going to take over where we left off or we're going to, you know, transpositions or something like that. Um, someone else is going to take the credit for the work you put in or um, they're going to build off of what you did. And eventually we'll be forgotten. So the, the greater importance is to to be deep people, people who, um, you know, as you, me, as as men, as fathers, as husbands, as friends, you know, like that's the greater priority of to be someone of unconditional love, like you said, rather than, oh, this person is the guy who, you know, he paid for my gas. He did, you know, not mm-hmm. to say that those mm-hmm. things are wrong, but, right. but we need to have an emphasis mm-hmm. as leaders to, to be, um, you know, to be deep leaders. Well, it says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm-hmm. soul, mind, and strength. And then what? To love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, right. It doesn't say do all these things for your neighbor says, love them. Now, love may come as action. Love may come as an embrace. Mm. You know, whatever it is, do it in love and, and love those people unconditionally. And there's, there's a shift that has to take place, you know, where we are focused more on the eternity than the present. Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm doing for this person, this person, is it in, e- in an eternity, an eternal mindset, mm. or a present physical you know, and I need, I'd never want to just choose one besides eternal. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to do something physically, I want there to be an eternal twist is not the right word, but intertwining mm-hmm. uh, of the two to where when I do something for somebody or when you do something or if our church in general does something for the community, 
Like it's not, I don't want the church to have a, a, a gold star. That That's not the purpose of doing that. Yeah. We're doing it because like the bluffs slogan, crappy work, but love God, love people. Yeah. That's what I want. Any church, that should be it. Just to love because yeah, for greatest commandment, That's the game. love God. Second is love people, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I we join you with that. Whether we use those those verbiage or not, that's that's every church. Yeah, you know, and 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 I and I love it, and I proclaim it alongside you, um, because that's what we're called to be. Mm-hmm. And that requires intentionality. That requires healthiness. Yeah, healthiness of are you taking care of yourself? You know, this conversation really is kind of a bridge conversation between. Our, our last conversation of just talking about being overworked, of spending too many plates and stuff like that, having uh, too many things that you've said yes to. And this kind of bridges us into what we're going to be talking about um, in, in the future, you know, the next few, uh, actually the, the podcast episodes that we're going to be recording the rest of this year all kind of spring from this. Mm-hmm. So here's this conversation we're having about taking care of yourself. But this idea of resting and taking time for your spiritual health is really the first step towards strengthening and deepening relationships with the Lord, your you know your team, your friends, your family, and staff. And over the next few months, you know, be looking out, um, you guys, as you're listening, looking for our next few episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about those relationships listed, you know, and how you manage each of those, or better yet, how you uh, navigate them and, and go through these relationships. Uh, but you need to have, in order to have these relationships be healthy in your life. You need to take time to lead yourself first in order to lead and navigate all of your other relationships. Right. It begins with a nap. Yeah. Whether that's a physical nap or just time. Jesus took naps, so therefore it's all right if you take naps too. Yeah, when we were were trying, you know, we had an original title to this whole thing, just leaving it like something like rest, finding rest. You know, we're like, man, that's kind of, eh." and so as we started talking, you know, I just need a nap. Mm -hmm. Your nap may be a vacation long. Your mat may your mat your nap may be doing your Bible study outdoors. You know whatever that may be, the nap can be a spiritual nap. Uh, but man, it's a good transition because in your nap, in your rest, it should be all focused on deepening that relationship with God, so that everything else can flourish. Yeah, right. And so you're right. It is. It is. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to um, all that's going to take place over this year. Because uh, I know we've got many guests lined up to speak with us, including our wives, mm-hmm. which will be a fun one, uh, especially if Harper's on on the line with us. Uh, that <laughs> You'll be hear fun. a crying baby the whole time. <laughs> well, and truthfully, it's summer, so my kids will be here at some point, and so uh, to hear them screaming in the background will be fun as well. Um, but as we always do, you know, the idea of love God, love people, the idea of community, the idea of this podcast purpose is really just to strengthen all of us. It's to help us to self-analyze. It's to help us to draw closer to God, to realize we're not alone in the, in the battles of life. Um, speaking just some personal opportunities that we have, and I have them written down here. Uh, so I'm going to grab my paper and look at this, some personal opportunities. And if you're in the Poplar Bluff area and you're hearing this, uh, these are some things that are coming up really quick and, and stuff that, are endorsed by my church, endorsed by myself, Mason, and his church. And there are um, great opportunities just to to slow down and and to do what you were always meant to do, and that's just to worship God, 
to be with God, to, to be filled up, to fill your cup up, so to speak, so that you can then go out and, and pour yourself out into the lives of others. And so these are great things that I know you're about to, to mention here. Well, and, and for me, like just being in the room, you know, cause mm. on Wednesday nights, uh, we have a worship team at our youth, in our youth group and just being in like, yeah, okay. So we prepared all of this. I prepared my message, but not having to lead the worship, man, that's another, that's a level of rest that I don't get often because I'm on Sunday yeah. mornings I'm on the stage. I got to experience that this past week. Cause you know, I do the vast majority of the preaching in our church and, um, this past week and stuff like that, I didn't have to work and prepare a message and I could just sit back and I can watch someone else preach. And I, I absolutely love preaching. It's, it's one of my greatest passions, but it was a wonderful joy just to be able to be someone who is now sitting under the preaching of God's word and allow this message I'm hearing to, to challenge me, uh, to chew on it, um, and to find rest in that of, Hey, I'm now part of the people in this, you know, so I, I can totally you can, relate. You to can that. eat some of the bread, man. The stuff yeah. that we, the stuff that we keep preaching and, and talking about, we get to devour it with, alongside of our people, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. And so the opportunities that we have, and this is all Poplar Bluff. I'm sorry for those of you that listen <laughs> elsewhere, uh, but everything that we do is, is really focused about Poplar Bluff because that's the community we're in, that's the community we love. Um, but on June 3rd, it's a Thursday night. Uh, there's going to be a concert, and I'm looking at a flyer right now through the window of, of our room for this exact concert. Well, not even concert. It's a worship service. Um, it's the We Are One Community Worship Service, um, and it's going to be outside the Rogers Theater. Uh, we would love to see you there. I know I'm planning on being there. If it's an opportunity to worship, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, it's something I want to emphasize for my kids is, hey, we make time for God. You know, we go to church. We, we plan all of this stuff. We're a part of all this stuff. Sometimes we got to fill up. Sometimes we got to do that. And so this is a great way. Uh, we mentioned this, I think, last podcast um, about fresh water. It may have been two podcasts ago. I think it's two podcasts It may have been ago. two podcasts ago. Um, but this is a new um, quarterly worship service that's happening at the Rogers Theater, uh, led by uh, none other than brother, pastor, friend, Zach McAnulty, mm, yep. and and there's there's a couple others that help too, but that's who I'm going to holler at for the podcast on Wednesday, June 16th. It will be at the Rogers Theater. He was texting me yesterday saying, "Dude, we just ordered a bunch of new equipment for the Rogers Theater," mm. and which that excites me because you know at Easter, uh, West Side Church of God was was there for the having their Easter service, and you know we're doing these quarterly stuff and. The Rogers is really investing into churches, which is yeah. just absolutely fantastic. And so I want to support that. I want to be a part of that. And so Wednesday, June 16th, Freshwater, you can find them on Facebook. I think the same thing for We Are One Community. Palace of Praise may have an event on their page. They do. Um, but you can look up Freshwater. It's F-R-S-H-W-A-T-R. You know, you got to be hip and miss out on some of the vowels. Yeah, take but, out all the E's. Take out the E's um, for fresh water, and that'll be on Wednesday, June 16th. And then, of course, I, sh- I shamelessly plug, plug uh, the bread shed in mm-hmm. um, because it's, you know, even coming into this community, it's such a moving thing to be a part of, as well as sleep in heavenly peace. But they have their bread shed has their monthly uh, clothing and food distribution, second Saturday of every month. Senior boxes happen today, actually. So, uh, they gave out 300 and something boxes to seniors in Poplar Bluff. Uh, and then we do a diaper, baby food, and milk giveaway each month. 
And that's a huge undertaking as well. Mm. I mean, we give away thousands upon thousands of, of, of materials. And so find them on Facebook, get plugged in. Um, and there are so many opportunities to serve. Even if you're going to collect, that's awesome. If you're like, I don't really need that stuff, show up and serve. Ask how you can be involved. There's plenty of opportunities beyond those things that happen all across the community, whether it's Boys or Girls Club, whether it's Sleep in Heavenly Peace, whether it's Bread Shed. You know, the list can go on and on and on of ways to serve in the community. Just talk to some, talk to a pastor and be like, all right, we'll get you hooked in. Um, but with all of that being said, guys, we, we are so appreciative of all the support we've oh, received yeah. since launching the Preacher Cole podcast. We've loved ideas and topics. What's cool is, you know, Mason and I went and played. Uh, I don't know if you were there or not, but we went. We're, did you play with JT? Disc I haven't golf? met JT yet. So JT, uh, hey JT, I know you're listening because he listens <laughs> to every episode. Hey JT, <laughs> um, you know, he was like, man, I, I just absolutely love Preacher Cold Podcast. I'm like, dude, I, th- I appreciate that. And so we went and we played disc golf together. Actually, it's been I think I've played twice hmm. with him and. Uh, just talking about preach girl and talking about life and talking about serving and ministry. And so getting those ideas, that's what we love. We love the ideas and topics that have been brought to us. And so all we can say is keep it coming, keep it up. We love hearing from you and want to know the topics you desire to hear and discuss. You are so right. I mean, when we started this, it was kind of like, Hey, let's just have a fun project of, uh, uh you know, the two of us just sitting in a room and mm-hmm. just chatting and, um, and I think we've been kind of blown away with just the amount of support, um, the amount of love that we've received from so many. Um, it has been really, really exciting to see how God is kind of using this um, and I'm kind of excited to see what God is going to do for the future. Definitely. And we really look forward to, to hearing from you guys on, on social media pages um, or through our email. You can email us at preachercurlpodcast at gmail.com. And stay tuned each month as we discuss ministry and leadership together. Uh, But really, just remember, when you find yourself in the fetal position, we'd love to talk it through.